Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Congratulations. What's up, what's up, Phoenix? I'm coming to your city, Phoenix. I will be there, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I will be there. Uh, go to crystalia.com for tickets. Check my tour. Uh, just starting to get out there. Going to add some other dates, so be uh, so stand by. But Phoenix, I'm coming. Uh, pre-sale code was don't push me, but you don't need that anymore. Just go to the general on sale and go to chrislea.com, and you can click on the uh, the thing where it says tour, and then go and see. I have another date coming up. Uh, I just added another show in Irvine, so it's all selling out. Uh, go get tickets in Phoenix before it sells out. Uh, that will happen, and uh, also in Irvine. And I think that's the last show I'm probably going to add because I have a lot of different things coming up that uh, I need to be there for. Like, for instance, my, uh, what do you call it? Mom and dad's anniversary. I, that's going to happen. They're going to be 50 years married. I can't even believe that. That's unbelievable. Imagine being 50 years anything, 50 years old even. Even 50, 50 years, the fact that the world's older than 50 is unbelievable to me. Um. So yeah, Phoenix, I'll be there. I can't wait. I like that that theater. It's in the round. It's going to be fun, man. Um, and uh, also, uh, I we've got the Oops merch here. I'm wearing the Oops Grenade one right here, which is available. Uh, and then also the other Oops merch that came out, which is killing it with the Oops uh, um, uh, fire explosion cloud, which is fucking awesome. I like the colors and shit. You know, we came out with this one on the Fight Companion, which is cool because it's it's dark and it's cool and it's the fight companion edition and we did it first there. Um, but, um, you know, I like a little bit of color. You know, your boy likes to fucking have a little bit of color, doesn't he, man? Why? It's probably because he's the same color as off death. Um, and that's fine. I'm a bit grayish. It's all good. Um, but yeah, um, you know, today I woke up and I just got to be honest. Like, you know, I just felt, I don't know what it was, man. I had a dream. You know, you know how I talk about how you have the dreams where my vicious dreams happen when I go to sleep. I go to sleep late at night. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I'm just gonna be honest with you guys. A lot of times we start up firing on all syllables. We're not gonna do that this time. You're gonna get the real raw deal, Chris. That's what you're gonna get, Chris Rawdelia. Right? That's what you're gonna get. Um, so, so I did. Um, I couldn't sleep last night because. You know, Chris, first of all, Kristen and I, we were watching, look, we were watching this TV show. We were chilling. We were having a good time watching the TV show. Then I started watching Joe Millionaire or whatever the fuck it's called on Hulu, which is, you know, about two guys that are vying for like 50 women. And one of the guys is a millionaire and one of the guys isn't. And they, the women don't know which one is the millionaire and which one isn't. And it's fine. And at the end, one of the guys, you know, the, these guys both get peer, paired up with girls and then they have to reveal, hey, I'm not the millionaire. Do you still want to be with me? And the other and the girl's like, oh, I don't know. And the other guy's like, hey, I am the millionaire. Do you want to be with me? And the girl's like, well, fucking of course I do because that means, oh, oh, I like you. But also anyway, I get to write a book about this stupid experience. And also anyway, I get to absolutely fucking now stack racks to the fucking ceiling. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Right? Like it's always the rich guy that's like, you know, I don't think money makes me happy. And it's like, that's because you got it. It's because you got it. Um, So I was watching Joe Millionaire. And, you know, we were talking about it, watching it and shit. And, you know, Kristen sometimes likes to pretend like she doesn't like reality shows when in actuality she likes reality shows shows because she's female, right? If you're a female, you love reality shows, okay? I don't make the rules, but that's how it is. If you're a guy that likes reality shows, you like it because you're making fun of it. And if you're a girl that likes reality shows, you like it because you like it. And even though sometimes you say you're watching it ironically, what you're doing is trying to fit in with the boys because we know you secretly like it because you because you're a chick because you smell nice right um so you like 
watching it. If you're a chick, that's it. I don't make the rules, but that's how it is. And yeah, now, did my therapist ask if, did my couple therapist ask if it bothered Kristen that I called, called women chicks sometimes? Yes, she did. Did Kristen say it doesn't bother her? Yes, she did. She's on my side, but does it secretly bother her? I have no idea. Should I call them women? Yes, but does it matter? No, is it the lingo that the comedians use? Yes, but I'm only 41, right? I'm not even 42 yet. Going to be 42 soon, but I'm not yet. So still, he says chicks. All right? Um... A deeper issues. So it's all good, but we're watching Joe Millionaire, and then all of a sudden, Kristen just decides to say, and by decides to say, she would, yeah, she would be so pissed off I said she decides to say, because she would just be like, why don't you just say I say it? Why are you saying I decided to say it? Like, it's not how I actually feel. And she's right. Yes, dude, get deeper issues, but it's all good. Because we're chilling in bed, and we're having a good time, and she says, she decides to say, and also she says... I don't, can we turn this off? It doesn't make me feel good. And I said, what, why? And she's like, I don't know. It's like sad. These women are like, you know, fighting for attention and they all want this and that. And then the guys and this and that. And I, and I was like, can we just like, you know, can we just like watch? I'm, I'm, I'm like enjoying watching it, you know, and, and we're just chilling in the bed and we're up here in the bed. Cause you don't like to watch TV downstairs. Do you? Even though it's like the the cool hanging out spot. That's the thing about she loves watching TV in bed and just vegging the fuck out. She'll be like, come on, let's go upstairs and watch TV in the bed. And I'm like, that's not my bag, though, right? Bed is for sleeping. Bed is for sleeping and doinking, and that's it, okay? The bed is for sleeping and doinking, but mostly sleeping because you do mostly sleeping. And you want to doink in the bed, you can doink in the bed. But you want to bring food in the bed? Your boy's not about that life, dude. She'll eat chips and meatballs in the bed. And I'm like, dude, the bed's for sleeping and doinking, okay? (laughs) All right, you get it. But downstairs, what's downstairs for? Downstairs, the common area, the chill zone, where the fireplace is? Yeah, we've got a fireplace in our bedroom. Oh, okay. So, so me, buddy's got more than one fireplace. And it's all good. But the bedroom is for sleeping and doinking. And the downstairs area, common room, living area is where it where you can do so much shit. I mean, you could do eating. You could do fucking sleep. You could do chilling, napping. You could do you could do sleeping. You could do hang. It's Hangsville. And guess what? You can also do doinking, right? You can pretty much doink anywhere. And you can pretty much sleep almost anywhere. I've slept at a baseball game before. Not even just in a box. I was at a baseball game like in regular seats and I slept. Can't doink get a baseball, but you can sleep anywhere if you're really gangster about it. Anyway, so I like to sleep down. I like to watch TV downstairs and party, dude. I like to eat and I like to watch TV because I like to have two stimulations in my in, at once, right? Like one stimulation is eating and another stimulation is watching whatever the fuck I want to watch, right? Fear Thy Neighbor or Joe Millionaire or Boardwalk Empire or a documentary, right? That's what I do. So... She's like, let's watch it upstairs. So, okay, I acquiesce. Even though it's just 11 o'clock and your boy likes to stay up till way, way late, I acquiesce because I want to hang out. And it's fun to be with more people rather than less people. So I'm watching Joe Millionaire. And all of a sudden, she hits me with, can you turn it off? It makes me feel bad. (laughs) So now what do I feel? Slighted. So now what do I feel? Slighted. Okay, but that's what I feel. But should I or should I not? I don't know, but that's how I feel. And I've come to this podcast to be honest with the public here. Okay, so what does it make me feel slighted? All right. Now, is that on me or is it not on me? I don't know. It's probably on me that I didn't say, well, you know what? I came up here and I didn't want to and I wanted to hang out with you, but it makes me feel slighted because I want to watch the TV show and you're kind of just mostly TikToking on your phone and I don't get to now watch what I want to watch and I want to be downstairs because she says, well, why don't you just go downstairs and watch it? And I said, because I want to be up here. And then she says, well, I don't like watching this. And I said, okay, but I want to watch it and it makes me happy. So do you actually want me to not watch it? And she said, yeah, just go downstairs. And I said, all right. And I turned it off. And now the TV's not on. And now I'm not ready to go sleep. And I'm fucking, my eyes are wide as shit open. So now I'm not, now, now I'm, I come here to be honest with you guys. And I come here to talk about it and maybe just be good and, and, you know, and chill out. But this is the real shit that's going on in my mind, right? Yeah, your boy's got problems, but your boy's trying to fucking, right? Look at a situation and be open about it. So she says, yeah, I really don't want you to watch that show. It makes me feel bad. And I said, whoopsie daisy. I said, suck it up. Whoops. Oh, he said, suck it up, didn't he? I said, can't you just suck it up? Oops. Oh, God. 
Was it the right thing to say or the wrong thing to say? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Was can't you just suck it up the right thing or the wrong thing to say? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. She says, just go downstairs. And I said, but I don't want to. That's what you can do. You know that? If you ever get into a real heart, now, Kristen and I barely argue, but if you ever get into a real argument with you, with your girl or your guy or whoever it is, and they say, go sleep downstairs, go sleep on the couch, dude, you could just say no. Did you know that? I didn't really realize that until I did it once. And then guess what we did? We just both fell asleep and woke up dandy as shit, dude. He cracked the code. If your chick chick tells you to sleep on the couch, you just hit her with a no. Because the couch is for Eaton and Hangsville and Doinkin, but not really sleeping, but the bed is. And the bed is for sleeping and Doinkin. And so now we're either sleeping or Doinkin. And I'll tell you which one we're not doing Doinkin. So I didn't go downstairs and we huffed and puffed and <laughs> whatever. You know, we did that kind of shit. And she turned over and she was still TikToking. And I go like this All right, well, I'll just go to sleep. Couldn't fall asleep for hours. Fuck yeah. Could he fall asleep for hours? No, he couldn't. Oh, God. It affected him more than it would have three years ago because he was selfish and now he's opening up doors to his emotions. Oh, God. So I'm sitting there, can't fall asleep. My legs are activated, right? I mean, you know, maybe it's because I ate some fucking coffee ice cream, but my legs were activated. You know I suffer with RLS, and that's not even counting all the other stuff. OCD, anxiety, PTSD, fucking, right? Darkness. <laughs> I suffer from darkness. <laughs> I do. He suffers from depression. What can he say? He suffers from darkness. So, um, but, he, but, he, but he tries to rise like a phoenix. And that's why I'm at Phoenix in April 30th. That's the first date I'm doing at a town, Phoenix, Crystalia.com. But my point is, what was my point? I have fucking absolutely no idea. I have no idea. And that's just the way it's going to be. But so... We watched Joe Millionaire, and I fucking, I don't even remember what the whole goddamn point was. Yes, dude! Fuck yeah, I actually had a grand point. Fuck yeah, and I don't even remember it. But it doesn't matter, dude. So that's what we were doing. We were watching the fucking thing, and it all got fucked up. And uh, You're with me. You're with me. You're with me, dude. I don't, I don't know. This isn't an act. This isn't stand-up and shit. I got to figure my shit out. Why do sometimes you get so angry, though, dude? Right? Like, sometimes I just get so angry and shit. I got to just calm down, man. You know, I was on a po- I was My last podcast, I talked about my, my friend getting uh, uh, mad about taking pictures of a dog in the diner, which was a fucking funny story. And I was joking around how about he's autistic. I want to be clear. He wasn't autistic. He's not autistic. If he was autistic, I would, I would, it's, it's cool. I understand it's a thing but he's not he's just instead just a guy who takes pictures of dogs at a diner which is weird as shit um so yeah but yeah i woke so so oh so i woke oh this was my whole point so i woke so oh so i so i spiraled last night so i was in my bed couldn't fall asleep uh you know decided to just kind of like you know i was texting friends we were joking around but then i'm like my phone keeps me up dude I mean, you know, Kristen says her phone makes her go to sleep when she's just on TikTok or doing fucking, uh, what do you call it, uh, crosswords. Sometimes he does like crossword puzzles and she says it puts her to sleep or she listens to fucking podcasts. Dude, and one of the reasons why it kept me up is because she listens to murder podcasts, which is okay. And I like because sometimes I get it. That's the thing. Sometimes there's too much on my mind if I could focus on one thing like I put on Keith Morrison on Dateline. And it's just like, ah, there she was. There she was, Lisa. She was a nice person, but what she didn't know was she's about to get a rude awakening. Ah. Dateline, right? So it had to be weird standing there alone, not knowing where the blood came from. But there was another person. Ah, 
um, there was another person lurking in the shadows. Ah, you ever watch that podcast or listen to it? So anyway, um, so now I'm up and her phone's on and I, I don't, you know, she's got her phone and the podcast is playing the podcast. And then after that, after that dateline, I don't know what the fuck her playlist is, but it goes right to Keith Moore. I, I, I like kind of like dip out of thinking about it for a while because my brain just focused on too many things. I'm starting to listen to the dateline. Okay. But then my brain starts focused on other things. And when I'm really only focused on the dateline episode, I could start to fall asleep, but then I'm focusing and start to focus on other things because I realize I'm, oh man, I'm almost falling asleep and I get excited. Then my legs get activated. Right. I mean, it's all nuts. So shit. But then what happened is almost threw up in my mouth is it goes, and I realize Keith Morrison is still talking and he's referencing so many fucking Christmas shits. Like he's talking about Santa and like he's talking about the North Pole. And I'm like, where the fuck was this person murdered, dude? Like, did penguins fucking, you know what I mean? It, was this murder, was this murder by a fucking elf? Like, and there his hat, and the only thing that was left were two slippers that pointed upwards and a small green hat. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then I realize it's the story of the Grinch. And I'm like, am I sleeping? What am I doing? Is this this a dream I'm having? And then I really listen. And dude, they hired Keith Morrison to tell a Christmas story, to tell how the Grinch stole Christmas. And now this is what's fucking being played in our podcast. And she's, I mean, just so far under, under, her conscience. I mean, she is just like, she's like so far sleeping that she's in the van with Leonardo DiCaprio falling into the fucking ocean with fucking, uh, Kent Watanabe and fucking, what's his name? What's his name? The fucking guy who's Bane, Kent Watanabe and fucking Bane and Leonardo DiCaprio and Kristen just like this because the Grinch stole Christmas is being narrated by Keith Overlander or whatever the fuck his name is, Keith Morrison. And he, she's just falling and I'm awake. Now I'm listening to the Grinch is on the other side. I can't fucking turn the thing off. So now I got to listen to the Grinch. And now, now I'm like, all right, well, I'm up, but it's 3 a.m. But I'm like, okay, I'm up, but I can't fall asleep, but I'm wide. My eyes are so my eyes become large. And so I can't fall asleep. And then I just start thinking about like finances. And I'm just like, shit, man. Shit's banging now. And I'm, you know, I'm making money and I'm doing my thing. And I'm, yeah, I'm selling out rooms and shit. And like I have podcasts and all that and extra paper scoop that up and all that's good. But it's like, dude, what happens when you're 65? That's what I start thinking. You know, I get retirement and all that shit and you're not spending as much, but also what happens when you're 70 and 75 and then I'm like, I'll be fine. But then I'm like, well, how many kids am I going to have? And then I'm like, well, I want them to be fine. And then I just start going into this crazy fucking tailspin and I get nervous. And then I fucking had to, dude, I, I, you know, I haven't done this in a long time, but he got out to paddle and canoe, dude. And he took a trip to Zanny Island and I'm sorry, dude. Mama, I'm so sorry, but he went to fucking Zanny. He went to Zanny Island. But Mama, I'm so sorry, dude. But he took point five, and even though it was in fucking Kristen's for purse, even though it was just in Christmas Kristen's purse, and I could have went in and got it in Kristen's purse, I did. I went in and got it in Kristen's purse, and then I realized that oh my god, I forgot that we were out the other night, and she spilled wine all in her purse, and the wine got into the Xanax, and then I took the Xanax with the wine all over it. It was in the Xanax bottle, and I took it in the Xanax tasted chocolate, but it also it tasted chalky, but it also tastes like the fucking wine. And so now I'm like, is it okay? I don't drink. It, they say don't mix drink and drink. Drugs and but now I'm fucking taking the Xanax with the soak the wine soaked Xanax and so now I'm like is that gonna be okay for me really and oh I'm spiraling again and I'm so fucking nervous but guess what happened dude the Xanax took effect so the point five came through and your boy went to fucking Never Neverland. Story was a mess, but now you know how it is. So I woke up feeling bad is my whole point, which is why I started to talk about this podcast. And I will tell you, I had no idea what I was going to talk about in this podcast before I started. I have about four things to talk about, and I didn't even hit one yet. But I'm telling you that I woke up and I just had, oh, the dream was what I was going to tell you about. Jesus Christ, he goes off on tangents. Johnny goes off on tangents. And that's fine, though, because you're with me. It's a roller coaster, just like life. 
So I woke up at seven, all good, my babies. Stayed up for about a half an hour. That's what we do it. That's how we do it. Went back to sleep. And what happens when your boy goes back to sleep after he wakes up? Does anybody know class? Yes. Hi, Mr. Dalia. Yes. Hello, you? Hi, you have terrible dreams about dying or people beating you up or people raping you or something like that. Ha 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 You get a gold star. You've been listening. Congratulations, you get an A+. Do sometimes you have uh, uh, dreams about people forcing watermelons in your mouth? Ha 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 A+, Johnny. And does it hurt real bad? And do you think about, oh, how are you going to fucking swallow this? And maybe you might choke to death. And instead of that, your chest explodes? Ha 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 A+, Johnny. That's when I have those horrible dreams. From 8.30 to 9.30. So I did. I had a fucking dream where... I had to go paintballing and I was in the lobby and instead I fucking met a gang of white dudes and they beat the shit out of me and they kept doing it and I kept saying, but I need to be with Calvin and I need to be with Calvin and they kept kicking the shit out of me and I was like, but I need to be with Calvin. I'm Calvin's dad. And then I woke up and it was just so bad. It actually felt so bad. I woke up and I went down to go hug Calvin and he was playing in the water, that little tub that I, I put water in sometimes. And Kristen was down there and I looked at him and I and he said, hi, Dada. And I was like, hi, buddy. And then he came over and he gave me a hug and then I sat down and then Kristen's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I had horrible dreams. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I haven't been able to shake it all day. I don't know. I mean, it's just a paintball gang. I get it. But it's like, it made me feel like fucking shit, dude. People were like kicking me when I was down. They were like kicking my chest and in my stomach and stuff. And I know I got that because we were trying to watch fucking Fear Thy Neighbor before before Joe Millionaire. And a woman said that the guy was kicking her while he was down. And so now I had a dream about that. So it's great. Cool. Great. Violence is everywhere. Where's Hawkeye when you need him? But, um... So, yeah, so it's been a struggle today, honestly. I've been in a really fucking weird, dark place, and I don't even know why, you know. It's not because of the dream. Something else is going on. I have therapy uh, tomorrow. I reached out to my group and told them about everything. I, 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 you know, I have bad PTSD. I think that that's the root of it. Because sometimes I wake up and my heart is beating out of my chest because I'm just so scared about the future. Um, And it never used to be like that up until just so much shit went down in my life. But we fight through it. You know, we fight through it because you have to, you either die or you don't. That's really what it is. So let's not die. Another day of not dying. Um, in other news, I was at the fucking coffee bean the other, uh, two days ago and I became friends with a guy who takes his shirt off in the parking lot and drives a fucking Ferrari spider. So. Pack up. Let's pack up. We figured it out. Let's pack up, guys. Let me put this here. Let's get the Altoids. Put them in the thing. Let's pack up, guys. Let's get all the paperwork done. Good. There we go. Good. So, yeah, dude, dude, sometimes I wake up and my heart's beating out of my chest because I had dreams of fucking people beating the shit out of me and I couldn't get home to Calvin. But, you know, on other days, I make friends with a guy in a parking lot who has no shirt on that has a, drives a fucking Ferrari. So, outside the coffee bean. So. Pack this up. You guys figure it out. Figure out some life stuff. So, pack that up. Some days you win and some days you lose, dude. Right? It's like that old saying. Some days you fucking wake up with people beating the shit out of you in your dream and you can't get rid of your PTSD. And sometimes you wake up and make friends with a guy with his shirt off at the coffee bean parking lot and you go in and get an iced Americano dry and they get the order right and you come back out and you realize that that guy drives a Ferrari that's fucking Matt Gray. Oh. It's all good. Let me figure this out. Let me get this going. Here. Cool. Great. Figured out life. Good. I mean, what do you want from me, dude? This is life. We talk about the fucking hard hitting issues here. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude. <laughs> dude. It's what life's like, man. And he's Latino. 
He has an accent. Let's pack up, guys. Ready to go. We figured life out. What do you want from me? You know what I mean? So, yeah, man. He fucking, I don't know his name. Oh, no, his name's Chris. That's right, dude. Is he me? You know what? Sometimes I see this guy. I haven't made friends with him until recently because he's got a Ferrari and I drive up and I had my fucking guts mobile out and he was like, you like this? And I was like, yeah, here we go. We're going to be friends. This is, uh, this is so somebody I would be friends with, bro. Ever since I was young, my mom would say, Chris, why are, I can't be friends with your friend's parents. And I would be like, why? And she, she would say, none of them, none of them speak English. And I'm like, well, I like Idis Mattis. What do you fucking want from me? I like Nikolai. What do you want from me? What do you want from me? Nikolai doesn't judge me like Brad. You know what I'm talking about? Um, oh, man, at one time, Nikolai and his dad, we were in the fucking pick and save parking lot. And, we, and I said, oh, my, look, there's my friend Nikolai. We had just moved to L.A. I was like, there's my friend Nikolai. He was in the back seat and he waved and we waved. And then the, and then the fucking Nikolai's dad goes like this. You know, like kind of way because Russian people, they don't fucking they don't they don't smile, dude. They just don't smile. They just don't. It's not in their culture for real. Just real talk. I know Russia's at war right now, but real talk. Russians don't smile because when if they smile, it's like they they look at it as being disingenuous and like you want something from them. And that's the God's honest truth. You know me, right? Right hand, right hand of God. But they go, you, you smile at a Russian and they're like, what do you want from me? You piece of shit. Right. Is, did you just get blowjob or something? No. Oh, well, why are you smiling for? You Did you just, excuse me real quick, did you just eat cotton candy, my friend? No. Then why are you smiling? Oh, I, it's nice to meet you. You're trying to take something from me. Look down. I want you to notice something. And you look, and there's just a knife coming out of your chest. I don't trust you. You die now. Did you do this? Not saying. Um. So... So my friend Nikolai waved and, and, and bro, it was so funny. And Nikolai's dad kept driving and then we stopped a little bit. We were like unsure if we were going to stop or not to say hi. And Nikolai's dad kept driving. And then my mom said, look, he's driving into the yellow pole. Dude, and he was. <laughs> my mom was laughing, dude. My mom said, look, he's driving into the yellow pole. She starts laughing. I start laughing too. And we drove away, dude. We're bad people. <laughs> We're bad people, dude. But they didn't, you know, it was fine. It wasn't even like a fender bender. He had to like stop short, but it was fucking funny as shit, dude. God damn it, dude. Nikolai and his dad drove into a pole a little bit. Um, So yeah, so I became friends with a fucking Latino with a shirt off. I have a feeling he's like a big singer or something. I don't know why. Dude, he's always out of the coffee bean with his fucking, with his with his shirt off. And I always joke around about because he's got a Ferrari and he stands outside of the Ferrari and he FaceTimes everybody. And uh, he FaceTimes everybody on his phone. His name's Chris. Uh, but he uh, – and uh, and I always like – I do it. I send it to my, my assistant and also Kristen. And I said – I sent a picture to him. I said, look, this was me if I never got canceled. And it, oh, dude, that's so – you think I won't – bro, you guys just got me. You understand? Oh, you guys just got me. You understand? Dude, I was about to be the jaw rule of comedy. You understand that, right? I was about to be Mr. Shirts Off, jacked at, oh, fucking Burt Kreischer, no. I see the belly. I raise you abs. Oh, I see the belly. I raise you the Rocky Mountains under my head, dude. A fucking ninja turtle. Just fuck the liver king. Liver king, but tall. But, dude, I was about to be the jaw rule of comedy, and you just got me. Oh, it just got me. It just got me. Remember that viral video where the sword hits his foot? Oh, it just got me. It just got me. Let's look it up. Oh, yep, it got me. Samurai sword fail, right? Dude, yep, it just got me. Dude, that one, um, samurai sword. I love you guys, man. Just listening, having a good time, right? Samurai sword. Whoops, I got to write fail. Oop, it just got me. Here we go. QVC, right? There it is. Samurai sword screw up on shop at home. 1101-1816 is the item number on this one. Look at this. And the nice thing about these practice katanas. Oh, oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt big time. Yeah, well, you stabbed you. A piece you. of that just, the tip just got me, Odell. <laughs> oh. 
so casual about it, dude. Like, knows he is in deep shit. Yep, a piece of that just got me, Odell. Yep. Just so, just, hey, scream loud and shit a little bit. You stabbed yourself with a, with a samurai sword. Dude. Odell. Oh, that got me good. You all right? A piece of that tip just got me. Oh, Folks, right now, we, uh. Look at Odell. May need emergency surgery in the studio. Unbelievable, dude. Piece of th- oh wow! Look, the next one is my favorite. I've already done it's this on the podcast. It's a very easy situation to operate. You just push the buttons in right here on, on the two sides. This, the two little buttons. You, you have to understand. Is- before chapter consents, this one was in my. T- this might have been my number one. This was either my number one viral video that I thought was fucking the funniest up until the chocolate croissants one. Up until chocolate croissants, this one was the number one. It could, or it could have been the tech TV blooper fail where the guy's holding it and it just explodes in this fucking hand. I mean, one of these two. That will release it. Let's watch this again right and then here. I'll get back to the Push story. Push the button and that releases it. And then after you let go, it locks. Look, now it's locked in place. place. So really. Look, see. You're all set. And this is tough. Oh, yeah. Listen, give you an example. What is she wearing a fucking... Look at here. So we you go. have a, you know, you have to get up on the wall, high ceiling, vault right. ceiling. Hey, listen, just walk right up. Dude, we always say that, me and my brother. Hey, listen, just walk right up. Dude, the fucking ladder. Why would you want a ladder to be a bridge too, dude? Ladders are fine. Ladders go up and that's it. Why would you want to walk across the fucking shit? This is the dumbest invent. This is why it's so fucking funny. Hey, listen, just walk right up. Yeah, but then you stop and have to go across like you're a goddamn monkey, dude. It's very safe. It's durable. And it's lightweight. carrying me. So really... Now it's locked in place. Was so scared, but then overcame that scaredness with confidence, and that's why I love this guy. See, now it's locked in place. Okay. So really, you say, oh, God, Harold, are you okay? Actually, I didn't have it locked. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no shit, Harold. Oh my god, that one that one was the winner up until the fucking chocolate croissants. If you I'm not gonna look at chocolate croissants again. If you haven't seen that episode, just Google Crystalia Chocolate Croissants. It's the fucking funniest clip I've ever seen on 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 the internet, dude. I I, I and and honestly, I get it. A lot of people are like, this isn't funny. But to me, that is my motherfucking goddamn humor, dude. It is so funny, and I break it down for you guys so you know why I think it's funny. But anyway. So now I'm friends with a Latino who takes his shirt off all because of that. But um, so I so I go there. I go to the coffee bean and I I um, I get my iced Americano. You know how I do it, right? And when I go to get my iced Americano, um, I uh, I see this guy. He's always got his shirt off and he's FaceTiming whoever it is. I don't know. He might be on live talking to fans. For some reason, I think he's a singer, a Latino singer, because he's really good looking. Am I racist? I don't know. But he's got a Ferrari, and he obviously does something pretty high, high profile. Okay, maybe he's not a singer. Maybe he just invests. I have no idea. But is it racist? I think he's a Latino singer. Yeah, probably, but whatever. What are you going to do? Cancel me? So um, so he's got the Ferrari, and then I brought up the – I came through with the Bloody Guts mobile, and he's like, you like that? And I'm like, here we go. We're going to be friends. I know it just – I attract these motherfuckers, dude. I really do. So – so I look at the I – sh- I go, oh, yeah, and check the insides, dude. And I check the insides, and he goes like this, oh, wow, look at that. Because – why? Because it's bleeding all over the place. He says, let me get some towels. I thought, chill, chill, chill. It doesn't even come – you know, it's all good. It's just part of it. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, I really like it. I really like it. And he's like, I've been thinking about getting one of these. I was like, oh, man, it's so good. You need it. Because he, he's like, because I got this car and that car and this car and that car. And I'm like, oh, he's got lots of cars, but none of them are comfy. You're driving a Rari and you're driving some other things that aren't that comfy. And he's like, I might get a Bentley. I was like, dude, 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 you're talking to the fucking right and wrong guy. If you want a fucking SUV, you got to get the fucking RSQ8. That's what you got to get. Okay? Because he was talking about getting the fucking Cullinan. I'm not into the Cullinan. I get that it's nice, but no. No, 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 no. It's fucking too much money for all that shit. So, uh, so I say to him, all right, bro, we rap a little bit, talk a little bit, and we say, hey, bro, good to see you, good to meet you, I'm Chris too, and then we take a fucking high five, and by the way, the whole time he's on a FaceTime call, but the guy, just not, just holding it, not even talking to the guy, which is just, like, the most famous thing you could possibly do, is be on a FaceTime, but not be talking to the person, and having a full-on conversation with someone else, so he goes like this, and we we hug, and that's when the, dr- the absolute, I should have known, I should have, I should have known this, 
I mean, how many times a day do you go, of course? If it's one, this was the time that I would have used it. We hug, boom, boom, poof, Drakkar Noir. Should have known that Drakkar Noir was going to fucking tickle under my nose like pizza in a Donald Duck movie, right? That fucking waft of pizza like a Daffy Duck, you know what I mean? Like that smoke, that smoky thing. But I was more like this because I don't like Dracar Noir. I don't like cologne. In fact, there's no cologne. There's only perfume. So I, I didn't want to tell this guy because I just met him. Hey, guy, there's only perfume just so you know you're not wearing cologne. But now I drive home and it's got it all like like I'm it's all on me and I'm, I'm smelling the Dracar Noir. And then I get home and I'm like, it's also I'm wearing a new sweater. It's I just put it on for the first time. And so now I'm like, all right, I got to wash it, which is fine. But it's going to take a little bit of the fabric away, the softness of it. Right. But it's OK, though, dude. So I get home and I'm like, oh, man, smell this. And my assistant's like, oh, wow. And then I say, smell this to Kristen. And she's like, I don't smell anything. And I'm like, okay, all right, fine. That's fine, dude. I'm going to go watch Joe Millionaire. (sighs) So now I have a friend. Every time I go to Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, I saw him again yet today. He was there. All good, dude. But yeah, so you know what? This podcast is making me feel better. You guys are good. Thank you for being there for me. I be, I mean it. I mean on, honestly. Honestly. I did some shows this week. Um, I did one at uh, the Laugh, or two or three at the Laugh Factory, and then one at um, or Improv on, you know, on Melrose. One or two at the Improv on Melrose. I think I did two. And then I did one at Jam in the Van, which is a cool um, spot in Culver City. I think I said it was Century City, but it's Culver City. And um, it was fun. It was a great room. And <clears throat> I didn't know this happened, but I got on stage and somebody says, do the drunk girl bit. And I'm like, Did, how, like, do you, can you, I, like, this was fucking 12 years ago I did this bit. M- m- more even. And um, so I said, oh, you got to shut the fuck up, like, real quick. And then everyone laughed. And then, and then in the front row, uh, a woman fell in the front row, like I guess trying to get out of her seat, and I kind of ignored it because I was like, I was in the middle of my act and I'm talking about shit, and and then I was like, okay, I'll ignore that. And then after I get off stage, my friends come up to me and they're like, did you see that woman pass out during your show? And I was like, no, she actually didn't pass out. I said she just kind of fell. I think she was trying to leave the seat, and they were like, no, 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 in the back. Somebody was just watching you and then fucking passed out out of their seat. And I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, you didn't see it? And I was like, no, somebody fucking passed out? And they were like, yeah, you just kept going. I guess it's good. They're like, it's good you kept going and you didn't see it because it would have ruined your act and you would have... You would have talked about it and you would have had to get back on track. And I was like, this really happened? And then apparently they like put her up back up in a seat and like tried to make sure she was okay. I had no idea the shit went down. It's not even that big of a room. And then I'm, and then they were like, yeah, we thought that if you kept on going, it was going to be another Travis Scott incident. And I was like, that's exactly my point when I was talking about the Travis Scott thing when everyone online fucking lit me up after I talked about it. Dude, there was like 150 people in the room. I had no idea a chick fucking passed out in the back. And everyone's mad because fucking in a sea of 50,000 people at a Travis Scott concert that they think it's his fault that he didn't stop the show because somebody ate a molly. Like, how the fuck is he supposed to know? I had no idea that this fucking person passed out. But it's a great venue. And I was like, Jesus, is she okay? I had no fucking idea. And uh, apparently she's probably okay, though. They didn't make much of a big deal about it. But anyway, dude, I did it. It was a fun venue. I like doing um, Jam in the Van. Thank you, Jam in the Van. And, uh, you know, Laugh Factory and Improv, you guys are fucking great. I've got another show in Irvine Improv coming up. Whatever. He's he's starting to do theaters. I got other fucking dates coming up. So be ready, different cities. Um, But she fucking passed out. I couldn't believe it. I was at the Laugh Factory actually the other night, and when I was doing my Laugh Factory show, um, I noticed in the front row. So Calvin loves this this tub thing that I fill with water, and he takes the cup, and he and he takes the cup, and he and he puts and he just basically takes the cup, fills it with water, and then empties it back out. He does it four hundred times. 
I'm sitting there and I'm watching them. And sometimes, you know, if you have kids or whatever, uh, even if you don't, maybe you do this with other people, but like when you have kids, you can be with your kids and it's always great. But sometimes, at least if you're a sentimental person or if you try to live in the moment, I guess, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. There's a bunch of hokey ways to fucking say it, but you know, Calvin has really opened me up in the emotional, like I said, I was talking to my therapist once and she was like, well, you, you used to live with your walls up and you used to keep people at arm's length. And I absolutely did. I absolutely did that. And then, uh, over the past two years, I've really been opened up and she said, well, you're not gonna be able to do that anymore because <clears throat> you gotta just, you gotta grow. And we were talking about Calvin and she said, you know how you like to have your emotional walls up all the time? I said, yeah. She says, well, you're fucked with Calvin because they're going to come down anyway, because she knows who I am and how I am. And I was like, you're right. And I, I started to cry when she said that, which, you know, okay, we're both doing our job. Her as a therapist and me as a patient person. So, um, patient slash person, not a patient person. I am not a patient person. I want this shit right now. But anyway, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching Calvin pick up the cup uh, and fill it with water and putting the water back into the tub. And every time he does, he says, I got the cup. Dada, I got the cup. Dada, I got the cup. And I'm, and he's doing this and it's not just like I'm hanging out. It's like my walls are down and I'm actually living in this moment, taking it in, but not trying to take it in. I just allow myself to take it in. I relax, you know, I, I, I'm just looking at him and I'm thinking about how great this moment is and how beautiful it is that he just simply has got this cup. And he's telling me 400 times and he's saying, I got the cup, Dada. And every single time I'm saying, yeah, you got the cup. I'm saying it back. And it's a beautiful moment. It's all that I need, honestly, at this point. It's all that I need. All right. I get it. You need electricity and money and food. But at this single moment right now, this moment, this connection with my son is all I need. And it's basic as shit. And I love it. And I'm emotional about it. And we sit there and we do it a lot until he gets bored. Usually we do this shit until I get bored, but I, you know, because that's what it's like being a parent. You're like, okay, good. Yeah, good, good, buddy. But I just, he had the cup 400 times and I told him, yeah, you got the cup 400 times. So that moment ends and I go about my day and it makes me feel good. You know, the day happens ups and downs in a day and I just keep doing the rest of my day. And then I have a show at the Laugh Factory. And when I'm on stage, I notice in the front row, there's a father-son. And of course, it's not father-son like me and my son. My son's two and I'm 41. They're at a comedy club. So the son's at least 18. He was probably in his early 20s. And the dad was late 50s or so. And I'm looking at them and I get this feeling of when I first started stand-up. When I first started stand-up and I thought, I don't know if people are going to like me or if I had a bomb or if I was on stage and struggling and some people weren't laughing, I would think it's okay because my family and my parents, my father, my mother, they think I'm funny and they know me, and I can get through this rough show because they have my back. I would actively think that, and it would make me feel better, and I would feel confident, and I'm fortunate that I had a great childhood, that I'm who I am now and can access that because I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube now called It's from the Soft White Underbelly, which is unbelievable, and they talk to people who were like abused and... um uh, taken advantage of and, and prostitutes and just people who are con mans and hackers and people who have messed up lives, you know, Ku Klux Klan members, um, people who have been prison f- in prison for 10 years. And every one of these people have the same story. When I grew up, my dad or my mom wasn't there. So I'm fortunate. I'm very fortunate. I am in this position that I had a good childhood and I'm on stage talking to these people and not everyone's going to think I'm funny, but when a crowd didn't think I was funny, I would think, yeah, dude, 
but I always made my dad and mom laugh. I would actively think that. And this father-son reminded me gently of that. But instead of really feeling that emotion as purely as I used to when I was on stage, I thought of, you know, I always identified with the son. But instead, during this moment, I thought, wow, and I'm on stage and I'm doing my jokes, but I'm also thinking, this is so cool that this father is able to share this moment with his son. So I wasn't thinking about really being my dad's son and going to this show in the front row. I was thinking about being me Calvin's father and taking Calvin to a show one day. So everything had been different. It was a bit the same because it was family, but it was like I grew into the other role, which is what you hope to do in your life is grow. So I'm thinking, wow. And I'm noticing some people in the audience are not laughing. It was a good set. I was having a good show. But there's always people who are just not laughing, whether or not they think you're funny, maybe they had a bad day, or maybe they just don't like you, maybe they're just in a bad mood and they don't want to laugh and they're not laughing at anybody, or maybe they laugh on the inside. But instead of thinking my dad and my mom have my back, I thought I need to get through these moments of not making these people laugh. In, in a symbolic way, these moments of things that are way worse than that, hardships even, you know, everyone goes through shit. And even during those hardships, I would be like, my, my parents got me, you know, I'm fortunate to have them and they've given me and instilled me the confidence to get through these moments. Now I'm thinking, looking at this father's son. I can get through these moments as little or as big as they might be. Not because Calvin has my back, but because I have to have Calvin's back. I am Calvin's dad, and I have to get through these moments for him. As little or as big as these moments are. And it's so interesting, too, because I thought about it after I get off stage. I thought about how, wow, I didn't actually think about Calvin having my back. And that made me happy because I think that, honestly, five years ago, if I did have a kid living the way I was living, all for me selfishly, you know, and just stacking money, you know, trying to sleep with women, whatever it was. I think that I would have thought Calvin has my back and I'm lucky. But instead of that, I didn't have that thought. I thought I have to have Calvin's back. And that to me made me feel the best because it was like this moment where it was like, oh shit, man, all this therapy may be working because it's not about me. And I know it's not about me anymore. You know? I don't know. It was a long-winded story what I just told, but it was such a... I'll never forget that moment, man. It's like, sure, Calvin can have that cup, but I have Calvin's back. So. Um, yeah. That's, that, that, was a, that, was a wild, that was a wild thing for me to realize and, and just come to during being on stage. It's so funny. Comedians think of... Um, all this short sort of sh- you're on stage and you think of the craziest shit you're on stage and you're like whether you're like oh yeah you know I mean I had this whole fucking fantasy about this father son and I was on stage talking to everything and uh, t- t- talking about doing my act my act that I do all the time and doing trying some new shit or doing the shit that works and um, you know sometimes you're on stage and you're like oh it's so hot oh yeah I remember that one time it was so hot when I was fucking growing up and the fucking I mean you just think about this shit like remember that one time I was at the fucking beach and this and that you just think about all sorts of shit you're trying to be on autopilot but that's what happens um so I had that whole fantasy during my during my shit 
So, you know, some shows you go and you see and you have beautiful moments with uh, fathers and sons and some moments, you, some shows you go, you have and you're, uh, and a chick passes out in the back row and you don't even realize it. Um, but yeah, anyway, this show Soft White Underbelly is fucking crazy. You got to check it out. It's so good. Um, how about this fucking, I, I guess BLM jumped the shark, dude. And, you know, I can say that now because who gives up? People are, I put on my Instagram story, it's like hilarious. But they put fucking, they put fucking, uh, uh, Jussie Smollier. He's, so he's got, he's got, um, what do you call it? 150 days in prison or whatever for making fun, for, for making fun, for pretending like he got mugged. Uh, and, and, uh, where is it? BLM Los Angeles? Is that what it is? No. Yeah, here it is. Um, so he got, now look, whether or not you think that he should have got jail time for it, I, I personally think that, you know, 150 days, that that sucks that you have to be in jail that long. But dude, you wasted taxpayers. Money. I don't know how much this fucking cost. It's, it's illegal. You, you, it should be illegal to say that something happened like that. That's a crime that actually didn't happen, especially if you set it up like that. Like he's a real motherfucker for doing that. Uh, he's saying he didn't do it. I guess it would be different if he was like, I fucked up or whatever, but we all know about this, but black lives matter posted. We believe that first of all, it says free Jussie Smollett. We believe that Jussie is innocent and you don't have to believe in his innocence to believe he should be free. Okay, fine. That is a different argument, which I disagree with period anyway, but also you believe he's innocent. Huh? You think that this is an injustice against against race? Dude, there's fucking like evidence that he set it up. It's on camera. Right? Like what are you doing? You jumped the shark. That's it. So now what? So now I got to fucking support BLM when you're saying free Jesse Smollett and acting like that's the thing, dude. You can't movements. They fucking eat themselves, dude. Dude, here I am wanting to support shit. I can't fucking support that dumb shit. And I'm fucking dude. Don't push me, man. You understand? I'm a centrist. You don't want me. Oh, two right wings. I'm trying to remain level-headed, and here BLM is, oh, Jussie's innocent. Nobody thinks he's innocent. You know why? He did it. I just, like, it's like, and then they think that fucking other motherfuckers, and not they, I don't mean they, BLM, just people think other motherfuckers, they never get convicted, or even there's not even a case, and they're like, oh, he did it, period, fuck him. Like, uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? God damn it, what's his fucking name? Never know game names, and I'm not even fucking with, uh, uh, Geba Pinton. Army Hammer, that's his fucking name. So he, it's like, I mean, nobody will work with Jesse anymore, though, right? I have no fucking idea. But my point is, he, look, comments on this post have been limited. Even Michael Rappaport wrote, ha, 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 and he's liberal as shit. Um, it's just so crazy, dude. It's so crazy. I guess Army Hammer was in a movie, though, right? He was in a movie that came out that tanked. That's the other thing, too. Dude, you know that movie's going to bomb. Why do Hollywood make these fucking movies you know they're going to bomb? The one with Wonder Woman in it and fucking, uh, you, you just see it. It's like Midnight Train to Tokyo or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. That's what it should be called, judging on what the fucking thing looks like. But um, it's just so, it's like, it's so crazy, dude. These movements jumped the shark. They just jumped the shark. You see this shit, you look at the fucking Aziz Ansari thing and it's like, oh, oh, really, dude? It was a bad date. And everything fucking jumped. It's like, okay, so these movements, they get this, people, fucking power is intoxicating, dude. It's intoxicating, dude. Control, it's intoxicating, dude. It is just so weird, man. It's such a weird fucking thing. But it ruins shit like BLM is going to stand for Jussie Smollett. What's his fucking name? Jussie Smollett. Um, and and like 
now it's like, what about the actual racism in the world? What about people who do fucking fuck people up? What about, what about this shit? That's why you can't trust a fucking movement, man. Fuck these hashtags for real. I don't know. You mad at me for saying this? What I, I, whatever. It's what I think. I love you anyway. I also fucking feel, you know, who knows why he did this shit, Just, Jussie. Maybe his fucking brain is broken. Who knows? It's sad. It's all sad. It's all sad. It's all fucking sad. I like how Elon, uh, what do you call it? Oh, wait, let's, for, actually, this goes with it. Elon, uh, well, no, Elon challenged uh, Putin to a fight for Ukraine. Like, like it's fucking over the top, the movie. Like, dude, you know, I, I, I don't, I just, it's like these motherfuckers that they, they, they're just doing shit to stay relevant. You don't have to, Elon. Elon, you don't have to. This is the thing I don't get. Like, you're not DJ Khaled. Like, DJ Khaled has to do dumb shit to stay relevant because, you know, eventually, Rick Ross, same shit. I got expensive sweat. He has to do those videos, otherwise nobody gives a fucking shit about Rick Ross or DJ Khaled. You're Elon Musk, man. You got $900 billion, and you control cryptocurrency. Remember when he was saying Dogecoin was good, and then he said it wasn't that good on SNL, and it crashed? Like, you don't, you're Lex Luthor, bro. You don't need to remain relevant. You're relevant. You, you, you know, everyone out there is buying a fucking Tesla if you're a cuck. Tesla's the full-on cuck mobile. Look at it. It's got no soul. I get it, but still, I'd rather get a Chevy Volt than a fucking Tesla. Um, but he challenged Putin to fucking for Ukraine. Like, it doesn't even work like that, dude. What are you, a baby? What are you, nine? Eh, it doesn't even work like that. I got it. I got it. Putin, let's fight for Ukraine. It, you know it doesn't work like that. And then people are like, oh, yeah, fucking Elon. Dude, stop with this fucking madness, man. It's so dumb for the world. You got responsibility. Don't say you're going to fight Putin for Ukraine. Also, imagine how mu- how much imagine if Putin said okay and then just beat the fucking shit out of Elon Musk. That would be the best because he would, by the way. He would. The guy's like a, got a black belt in judo. They took his black belt away from fucking Taek- the Taekwondo Association. Took it away. Like it fucking matters, dude. He should just get a leather black belt from J. Crew and wear it over a gi and begin like and say they still have. Um. Let's look at Putin trying to shake people's hands here. Apparently this isn't. This isn't. This is. Putin tried to shake someone's hand. Here we go. No sound. Wow. Oh, wow. Here we go. Chef goes to shake a hand. Oh, why did he not shake his hand? Oh, so. Oh, so bitch. Wait. Why are they not shaking his hand? They don't respect him? You don't even know. Okay, he shakes his hand, and then over here, and misses it. Oh, so bitch. Went like this. Ooh. Oh, here we go with the North Korean. The North Korean, dude. Even Kim Jong-il, dude. Wow, so sad. Nothing is more sad, dude. That immediately takes you down pegs, doesn't it? Right? Doesn't it? You could literally be Tom Cruise at a Tom Cruise convention. And if you're the real Tom Cruise and you go to shake hands with another fucking fake Tom Cruise and they don't see it, you're just a regular ass dude. Isn't that so? Fuck all that. You know, when I go to shake someone's hand and they don't see it, I fucking put it in their face and I say, hey, 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 buddy, we got to wrap this up first. Uh, I, the last thing I'm going to do is uh, swallow some extra times. Uh, okay, I just, oh, ooh. No way, dude. That ain't me. Unbelievable, dude. What are they saying about this is so bitch to let a fucking hand go by like that. Uh, so patreon.com slash Crystalia and get that don't push me merch, man. You see that fucking people trying to side with Jesse Smollett and make it about race, dude. Duh. I'm a centrist, dude. And we got the oops uh, shit. Go to Chrislea.com. 
Uh, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Chris D'Elia. And uh, that's that, dude. We have a good time here, and congratulations. Thank you very much. Phoenix, I'm going to be in Phoenix. Uh, get ticket, get tickets at crystalia.com. Come into the Celebrity Theater. And also Irvine. We're almost sold out there. I don't think I'm going to add any more shows there either. So Irvine, uh, go to crystalia.com. And also go to crystalia.com because there's going to be more dates that we're doing. Uh, and I don't think they'll be up yet. They may be up yet, but I'm looking at um, Nashville. I'm looking at Chicago. I'm looking at some other dates. So go to crystal.com and see where I'll be. Maybe maybe Milwaukee. We're picking and choosing, my babies. Hey, guys, that's the end of the episode on YouTube. If you want the extended rest of the episode, go to patreon.com slash You can also get the, pa- the backlog. We do an episode, uh, an extra episode every month. You get the backlog extra episodes there's like 11 of them now i don't know go check those out you get all that content and there's also review mode uh which is which is another segment i do that's separate from congratulations and there's behind the scenes stuff from the with chris stuff just go to patreon.com slash chris it's six bucks figure it out if you don't we also still love you and make friends in the comments below and like and destroy that like button thanks very much bye-bye I'm gonna fuck you, man.